You heard me. And some yeah. bonus. And some bonus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a feeling Jason gonna be like he gonna be like uh 2018 LeBron today. He got the carry, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I just got. Uh, <laughs> we see. Y'all ready? Y'all focus? Nah. Yeah. Nah? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I see what vibes me on. I'm not I'm not singing y'all today. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, Jazz. She had something there. She had something for a second. I ain't gonna lie. She could definitely get her through the railroad. I know she can get us through it. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, set y'all free. Freedom. <laughs> That's the vibe. Well, as y'all can see, we ready for this episode. Hopefully, y'all ready for this episode. Welcome to the Was It Good Though podcast, uh, episode 11. Yes. I'm excited for every episode we reach. So, every, every, uh, every, every one of us is a marathon. So if you are new to our podcast, we rate, review, disagree, debate, and argue on movies and TV shows, old and new. Um, I am one of your hosts. My name is Jazz. I am joined with Chris. Chris, hello, Pastor. I ain't called you that in a while because you were sitting in the last couple of episodes. So hopefully you back to your pastor status. Uh, oh, he quiet. Yeah, I, I, it's just a lot going on right now. Oh, I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> she, just, that was... she just popped off with the accusations and he asked me how I was doing. <laughs> like, I was so it's cool. <laughs> we are joined with our other co host, Jason. Jason, how are you doing this evening? Doing well. Doing well. Ready to get into it. I see. Can't see Jason's face. Looks like uh, he had on, yeah, on his we, eyes. Yeah, we, we're trying to make sure Jean Jacket don't take me. So I'm, 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 I got my hater block on today. All right, J- uh, Jason, jumping right into it. Well, episode eleven, um, as uh, Jason pretty much referenced, the movie we will be reviewing is Nope, Jordan Peele's latest and greatest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> gonna be covering that today. So if you have not seen it, uh, go ahead and pause the pod. Make a reminder to come back after you catch up on the uh, on the movie. But before you go, please be sure to share, like, subscribe, rate, review, leave comments, all of that. And check out our bonus episodes as well. So I'm going to roll it over to Chris. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's see what we're going with Nope this evening. <clears throat> Listen, man. So we back Nope. Uh, as Jess said, this is Jordan Peele's third film. She said greatest. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is his third film, uh, Get Out, of course. Um, and then we had us with uh, Lupita. Um, this one we get back to Daniel Kalu. Why are you laughing, Jazz? Because I said Lupita, yeah. Oh, yeah, this, this, for anybody who's like doesn't know me, Lupita is, yeah, that she's that's it. Good. That's who you that's who you pandering to today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Every day, all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, shout out Lupita. Um, yeah, this is Jordan Peele's third film. Um, this movie is interesting to say the least so um <clears throat> i feel like this episode is not going to be the traditional format that we've had just pretty much breaking down the episode um jason has seen this movie twice jazz and myself have seen it once under very different different circumstances so jason um i want to start with you first off we get the opening scene um and i'll say for myself it threw me off because i thought it was part of the title card the monkey um named gordy and he's just causing havoc 
on a on a TV show set. Um, he's killing people very violently, and we're just like, what is going on? Um, Jason, when you first saw it, yeah, yeah, uh, Gordy's wild. Uh, but Jason, when you first saw this, what were your thoughts on like the direction of the film? We know this is a horror based film, which Jordan Peele does very well. Uh, not always the conventional horror that we may be used to, you know, it's not really like a bunch of jump scares, it's not really, uh, you know, the slasher types we did scream for episode one. This is a little bit, you know, different lane that we got going on. So, uh, what were your thoughts on that opening scene for us? Well, when it came to the opening scene, um, I really didn't know. Um, we had the trailers and whatnot, you know, I've been trying to stay off of the trailers and we, we seen the last one and he kind of, it felt like he gave a lot of the movie away, but that man gave away nothing. Yeah. Like this was in line with, like we talk about Marvel with the, the, the shifting and the fake outs that they give you. Like, I really didn't know what the fuck I was here to go into, what roller coaster ride he was here to take me on, but it was just like, I guess it's just that that opening statement of to to grab you to get you to come um, to get you into the movie. Just like bro, what like we, we you know it seems every movie kind of um, I feel like plays with animals. I can't think right now like off the top of my mind I can't think of what it was in Get Out, uh, but of course in Us it was the rabbits. You know they ate the rabbits. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one we got Gordy um, the monkey. You know going crazy um, in the actual intro. But yeah, man, it it, it definitely it it had me. Um, I was ready for, you know, whatever, you know, was fit to happen um, yeah. in the movie. What did you, what did you, what did you think about it? Uh, you know, open up, like I said, it was very uh, unorthodox. So, you know, I didn't know jump scares. I didn't know like psychological thriller. I didn't really know much, you know, what was going on. I just knew that it was going to be something that would be memorable because Jordan Peele has given that uh, to us twice in a row. Um, I think going back to Get Out, uh, I guess the animal you could say would be the deer. Um, we know uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. You're right. In he the hit first, the yeah, and then we saw the deer head uh, later on in the film when he was in the sunken place. So I guess that's a nice callback with the animals. Um, jazz horror is your vibe. You love horror movies. Um, that's been well documented between us. Um, you've seen this movie once. So I guess your initial thoughts about like how it opened up into the horror aspect. Because like I said, the first scene that we saw was the monkey. It gave us very violent type off top. And then we get into uh, the scene later on where we're introduced to our main character, uh, OJ, who's played by Daniel Kaluuya, and his father, <clears throat> excuse me, um, is attacked by something. We don't know what's happening. Of course, we see the horses going crazy and everything like that. What were you, what were you thinking when you first saw this coming up? Like, where was your mind going into this? Because I know, you know, you've seen a lot of horror films. Is this something that you've seen before? Is this something unique? Like, what's, what's going on when you see this? Um... <laughs> Chris, why are you laughing? Me... Oh. Relax. So, <sighs> y'all. <know. laughs> it left her speechless, y'all. She was just like, "Whoa!" Like she could, she it left her speechless. <laughs> oh, because like, all right, so. I'm laughing because with you explaining that, I literally thought it was a completely different scene. But as y'all know, I didn't I didn't have time to get to go see this movie in theater, so I was watching it on a stream, and the stream was a bit um, extra shaded. So mm, it was ashy. My... <laughs> what? It was ashy. Look, it was it was it was a struggle. So I when I watched it. I thought he fell off the horse. I thought he had a heart attack. 
I didn't think anything attacked him. But um, when we did see uh, his body and everything, his like his side of his face was just so fucked up. And was it? It was a um, like a nickel mm-hmm. that was high, a nickel, so, a nickel that killed him. Right. So I was just like, that seemed kind of strange. I wasn't sure exactly how that exchange was, since it was kind of hard for me to see it. But um, during the bright scenes, I was able to uh, see what was going on. But um, yeah, so I didn't have much for you there, Chris. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, be like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, the father, uh, he passes away, um, which is unfortunate. And then we get to a scene later on where we see uh, OJ, he's pretty much trying to keep the business afloat. So he's making all these moves uh, to try to, you know, make money in different ways. One of these moves he has is putting uh, one of his prized horses into a commercial. And then we get to that scene, which is uh, sort of awkward for OJ. You know, he doesn't seem like the outspoken type. The You know, he's, he's not really like a people person, it seems like, or really interacting with people a lot. His main focus is like making sure the horse is comfortable and then we see uh how that goes later on when you know you're in showbiz and like they want things a certain way he's trying to warn them hey you know this is how my horse is he's waiting for his sister and then of course we get kiki who in my opinion as soon as she comes on screen she changes the whole tone of the movie right away like we see like she's yeah she energy is. is up she vibrant she coming in you know with the jokes uh the confidence when she's talking to the directors and everybody else so i really like that um that um that offset of personalities between OJ, who, you know, very reserved and quiet. And then you got Kiki, who is, of course, her name is M uh, in the movie. And she's just over the top. Um, of course, the commercial doesn't go as planned. Uh, <laughs> the horse, you know, a uh, little bit out of control, a little bit there, probably uncomfortable. Um, Jason, later on uh, with this film, I think for me, with OJ's character, I don't know when I was watching it if the way that he is was just his personality or how much it had to do with what happened to his dad. Uh, what were your thoughts on like his, what we see from him early on in his personality? Cause he seemed, like I said, he's very reserved. He doesn't really, you know, make eye contact with people. So like, where did, where did you see that coming up? Um, so in the beginning, cause I mean, eventually it got, we get, we, we understand why he's the way he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so early on, I didn't know if it was, you know, a lot of things now are focused super into mental health. So I didn't know if it was a mental health issue. Um, like, but I'm not the person to be able to say, oh, he got, you know, people call that right. different sicknesses. I'm not, I'm not that guy. So I couldn't say what it was, but you can just see he was just super uncomfortable within that situation. So him being uncomfortable trying to get the horse comfortable, it was the whole thing. So he he can tell the people like, hey, like relax, like that's not what they like. Like, don't do that. Like he telling them um, what's going on, and uh, you you mentioned it like um, with the people talking to him at the at the commercial. Um, you have also you had a situation of the white lady because I I thought this was like an older movie because mm-hmm. the white lady walks up to you like your your name is OJ and like she took offense to it like is you know o- OJ back in the day which uh, there's there's two references with OJ. Um, within this movie I'll, I'll mention it again when the when the second one comes up uh, but it was just like a, a crazy uh, situation because you know we're looking at it we're in you know 2022 um, they're in California but it's in a rural part of California so it was just kind of you know weird to see um, you know her, her take that type of tone um, with them and then we have you know the estranged relationship with him and him 
Mm-hmm. Um, him and M, they are estranged. Um, she comes up, you know, like like Chris said, super vibrant. She goes through, and then after she finishes, she starts to spit out all the different hats that she wears and different things. Um, and then we have the scene where um, M and OJ, <clears throat> they're in the car, they're talking, um, and he's asking her where, uh, what, what she's going to do, what, where she going, so he can drop her off, um, just like he's trying to get rid of her. And she like, like, I'm not. I, I got a little junk I can go, you know, uh, stay with, but, you know, I was going to go to the house. Um, I got to pick some stuff up uh, from the crib. He was like, I got some business to handle. Um, and this is when they go to Jupiter's Landing. Uh, this is where we meet Glenn. Uh, Glenn from The Walking Dead, he plays uh, Ricky, uh, which is um, Jupe. Um, they go into the actual, go into his office. Um, and M is like super... Uh, Caught up in everything yeah. that was um, office. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. So she she's super excited about everything, and then, you know, I, oh, I love this kid. What a little black kid! But OJ, like, bro, relax. Like, <laughs> you we, relax. Here, we we ain't here. We ain't here to do business. You trying to you you over here trying to boost yourself up, and then um, we run back into um, the Gordy the Gordy reference. Um, we see the, a picture of Gordy um, on the actual the the wall. <clears throat> Um, and then he 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 recants his story. Uh, he she goes back into the story and he was like, "Well, did you guys see the SNL skit? Uh, Chris Kattan, he you know he killed it. And like there is an actual you can actually go YouTube it. Uh, there is a, a Chris Kattan uh, acting as a monkey on there. Oh, okay. uh, but if you know Chris Kattan, he was on Night at the Roxbury with uh, Will Ferrell when they sitting there doing this fucking um, shit. So if just to throw that out there." For you guys, <laughs> a little Easter egg is that what it was? <laughs> I mean, it was. He, I mean, he plays a monkey, you know, within the mm-hmm. stories. He just just wilding out on set, pretty much. Uh, Chris, when you seen the uh, Saint Jupe go back into his story, what, what, what did you? What, what, how did that make you feel? Uh, what, what did you think about that scene? Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I, I I didn't get the best vibes from Jupe off rip. Like he came across as like, you know, hey, I'm a cool, you know, like real personal, personable. Uh, type person but then when he started telling the story of course we immediately went back to the beginning of the movie and what he's saying and what we saw from this monkey was two totally different things so it you know off top I I figured he had something to do with everything that was going on we know it was like some sort of alien type film uh, something like that I immediately thought maybe he's an alien he's controlling the aliens you know something Mm -hmm. but I just knew he was up to no good so hearing him you know his retelling of everything that happened uh, was really interesting. And then, of course, um, OJ and M, they're trying to uh, make money, of course, to keep the business afloat. And Jupe has a business proposition for them. He wants to buy the ranch. Um, of course, M is, you know, gung-ho. She's all in for it. You know, let's do it. OJ is a little bit more hesitant about it because, of course, this is something personal to him. Uh, he seems, from what we know of, he's more personal with the horses and with the actual ranch, you know, as far as doing all of the heavy lifting and the work. And M is, she's just out, you know, she's got all these business adventures, which is cool. You know, you hustle on, but it, it doesn't seem like that's her top priority. So there's a little bit of conflict of interest right there. Um, and I, I you know... I, I, I thought it was interesting. I feel like with Jupe's character, and, and as we'll go on throughout the film, he was a um, a big piece of when you said the animals, Jason, earlier on, it felt like exploitation off rip. Um, and, you know, I, I saw that a bit because it, it feels like he's so interested in these horses, you know, not really to help train them, but it seems like maybe he wants to show them off for whatever reason. So that's what I got off of that. If y'all are in a situation with 
either making money off of the land or just keeping it? What, what would y'all have done? Would you have sold it or would you have been like, nah, yeah. keep it in the family? Yeah, see, that's a tough situation because, you know, I know it was, it's, I mean, it's a family name. And, you know, we had a scene um, where M, when she was talking to the directors and everything, and she was talking about um, her family's uh, history with the, mm-hmm. you know, the ranch and the horses and everything. So when you take all that into consideration, like, you know, land, you know, it's black, you know, black family and all of that, that's a real tough thing to do. I don't, I don't know if I would just be so uh, gung-ho as M was and just sell, sell everything. <clears throat> yeah, so you have, so you have that, but then you have the intro with the actual father mm-hmm. um you know at that point they already in a lot of debt like that's what the conversation was about you know they they do show they do show stuff with the actual horses so they put them in movies um take them to these different shows get whatever kind of contracts money they can so they'll see to go into a big deal um you know but then the dad gets killed so then when he dies he left them with a whole bunch of debt so uh, kind of like you said m you know in that first scene he looking for her um, but she's missing. He doesn't know where she is. Uh, so she she's not around. And like I said, OJ is being left with everything. He's having to carry everything that's going on. He have to deal with the grief of his father because he, you know, he hold, he, he has to, the nickel. He kept the nickel that killed him. He, he keeps it at the house. Um, so it's just uh, it's just everything with him. He He's having to deal with all of this as well as not having the funds to be able to um to to keep everything afloat so it's it's it would have been a tough situation um i don't i don't know like I said, the history of it would have definitely made me refrain from just going yeah. uh but i but see chris did you so you you felt like she wanted she was gung-ho because you remember when they when they made it back to the ranch um uh, she was like so how much how much they trying to make you sell it for and he was like you know why does it matter and mm-hmm. she was like, because I want to see how big of a dumbass you are. Uh, before <laughs> doing. So I didn't. So I didn't. So I, fe- I felt like maybe he was leaning more so towards mm-hmm. doing it because he w- he didn't have the because at this point, another big part in this is he's not only did he make a proposition is he's giving them horses right. as well. He always gives them. A, he gives them. He giving up the horses. So he so he also is trying to prop. He's trying to proposition to get his horses back. Mm-hmm. Jupe is trying to take their land. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, that's where, you know, that's what, you know, that those two things play in. So I, I feel like it was a little bit opposite. Yeah. In that actual situation. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh yeah. but yeah, to answer your question, you know, it seemed like both of us, we really not leaning towards, you know, just selling out right. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um and then when they, you know, they make it back to the actual house. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, they, they've been estranged. So Kiki is like, bro, you like, you're not acting like you love your sister. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's up? Like, what, we want to go, what's up at Dan Liquor Cab? We can go hit that up. Like, what's up? He like, uh, I don't know about that, but I got some happy weed. You know, she, <laughs> like, she say less. You should have <laughs> You should have with that, bro. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that was just like, you know, um, I definitely felt that, like, you know, I have, like I said, me and my sister, um, we grew up together. So, like, we were super close. Felt like it was estranged. And, you know, a couple of years ago, um, she invited me and my siblings, uh, my brothers out um, to Atlanta to kick it with her for her birthday. So, I, you know, I get, you know, that part um, when it comes to that that sibling, that sibling, you know, whatever that, whatever, whatever that is. That dynamic, yeah. Mm-hmm. What you got, Jazz? I was going, did y'all turn up? Oh, you know they big did big time. Big time. I, I fell asleep in the strip club, and she was lit. But I, I was, you know, <laughs> I'm still the oldest. At the pool party. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, 
I got a question for y'all. So with them being on that ranch, nobody's around. It's so much land out there. It's pretty much y'all out there by yourselves. Would y'all want to live out in a place like that? It just seemed like my paranoia would have me tripping like every night, like hearing stuff and ain't nobody out there. See that. So I've been in, you know, I've, I've stayed in places where it's like mad land and you just like, you know, you feel isolated. It's cool. It's peaceful after, you know, we'll, we'll see how this movie plays out. No, <laughs> like I'm, my paranoia is just higher right now. No, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. Jason, what you think of Jason? <laughs> so, you know, growing up, I always said I wanted to stay out in the country because I didn't want to be around people. I wanted to just like big land, stay away from people. But as I've grown older and I go to these different places, it's like, hell no. Anybody can just corner you in one of these houses. You would never know. Motherfucker just be out there just staking on your house. You just out there just plotting on you. And you right. wouldn't know shit. Nah, I'm good on that one, Jazz. I, <laughs> I need my neighbors, you know, not too close, but I need to be able to see them on both sides. Yeah. Within that. You got to be thought, able to yell and somebody hear you at least. Exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody like, help in the middle of nowhere. But I thought uh, with that, though, I thought it was dope, like having to be able to jam your music as loud as you want to. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I'm like, that scene, I was just like, okay, that dude seemed Oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, that but, was that was that was a nice nice little vibe there. Like she Kiki was she was she was playing some 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 dope ass music. They have you know yeah. getting some nice drinks, but you know going into this scene, uh, you know she kind of reveals, you know her her I guess her a moment that actually upset her. Um, she was just you know talking with her brother, um, and she was talking about you know the first horse that she was supposed to get, which was Jean Jacket. Mm -hmm. um, Jean Jacket was a horse that they they couldn't break. Like they couldn't um, actually train him. Uh, and he said the dad never looked up. Um, and this was a nice foreshadowing as well. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when the movie opens up, you know, it, it shows their title card. But then it shows like it looks like a um, like a square box. It looks like the, a back of an actual truck. And it was like something is either sucking something up or a conveyor belt that's bringing people in. So you look at Kiki she's looking out the window as she's reminiscing over that time when it happened. And it's that same square. Mm -hmm. uh, when actually looking at the, the framing of, you know, that, that little square box in the beginning of the movie. So I'm like, man, I wonder what, you know, what's yeah, going on with yeah. that, which, you know, it kind of, it kind of plays a part mm -hmm. uh, at the end. So she talks about her dad would never look up, but she was like, you did nigga. You looked up at me <laughs> in the midst of this shit, you yeah. know, fucking with me. Uh, and then she was talking about y'all went to this Western. Um, he was like, nah, it wasn't the Western, which was another Easter egg. It was um, they the first job he took was on Scorpion King. Um, they went out to the Scorpion King to work with the Rock, and mm -hmm. uh, but they used camels. They didn't even use horses at the time. They used mm -hmm. they used uh, camels uh, for that actual action for that actual scene. Yeah, and then um, you know Kiki looks outside and she sees ghosts. Um, Ghost is inside that inside the arena, which is the same place where the, the dad passed away. Mm -hmm. uh, um so oj goes out to check on uh check on ghosts to see what's going on uh kiki in the house kicking it yeah. blasting the music going crazy she vibing uh and the jet vibing super yeah. hard um then she she turns the music up loud and that's you know that's one of the two rules they have don't play loud you know don't do loud music and don't it's something about the camera phone in the face something about in those horses' faces, like right. when they see it, they get spooked, they get mm -hmm. crazy. So the horse, the horse, the horse just darts. 
um, Darcy down the actual down the road within the actual path that he has to go um, go and see it, go get the actual horse. Um, and in the midst of this, you know, he, you know, he's kind of looking like he feel he feels like something mm-hmm. is over him. Like, bro, what what is glooming? What's glooming over me? And then he looks up, and then you know he kind of sees something in the in the clouds jetting moving back and forth pretty quick yeah and he's yeah. like oh hell nah hell nah <laughs> you know, he you know he run he runs back in he run, gets back to the house um and then he was he was talking to him he was like you know i i can't even he really couldn't say uh he couldn't explain um then he you know he asked he asked that question which is a tagline what is a bad miracle mm-hmm. um and then what to go to y'all do y'all have any any bad miracles that y'all can think of Bad yeah. miracles? Nah, I can't think of a bad, a bad miracle. I mean, it'd be like you know, um, you may break your leg jumping out of a window of a fire. Like that's a, I mean, it's it's a miracle, but I mean that's, I mean technically that's a bad miracle. You know <laughs> that, what I'm that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing came from because I'm like jump out a window, break leg. Where's the positive? You didn't oh. burn up. I mean, yeah, I would rather, you know, break my leg in here than burn up. So, hey. Um, Is that vain? I feel like that's kind of vain. What's that? Not wanting, like, physical burns on your face or your body. Just have a broken leg. I mean, I I don't think so because, I mean, burning burning up is one thing. Normally, you get killed by the smoke. So, if that take you out, your shit, you're going to be burnt the fuck up anyway. Yeah. That just felt that just felt vain a little bit. That's like when people was talking about monkeypox and like they ain't take they was taking it way more serious than COVID. Cause like you can actually see monkeypox. So <laughs> <laughs> we vain, people vain. We don't want to admit it, but we definitely vain. Can you imagine go. all the people that would have wore their mask two years ago if the coronavirus was like monkeypox? Oh yeah. Yeah, nah, people would have people been in the house, been they ass at the house then. They won't try to won't be worried about what's going on. That's yeah, nah, fuck it. We'll see it whenever we see it, whenever this clears up. <laughs> yeah, but um, that was interesting. And then, of course, we saw uh, the UFO, which our characters take an interest in. So, of course, they want to document this. Um, you know, let's go get get some cameras. So they head over to, I think it was Fry's Electronics. They went yeah, over there. Fry's Electronics. Yeah, they still got those? They're still open? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Oh, I was it, they, they got they got something out there where you at? I I don't think if they have, I ain't never seen it. You know, I'm here at Best Best Buy, on Amazon. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a real store um, out there, which was you know we have a, another dialogue conversation between mm-hmm. um, between OJ and M. They're trying to see what they want to do, how they want to go about you know this situation. Yeah, um, they know as far as with the money, they can you know they can try to sell. Um, sell it in a different type of way mm-hmm. um, and this goes into uh, maybe this maybe it's blackness possibly um, OJ says you know uh, I want you want that, that like you get the Oprah like get on TV like Oprah yeah so like his his idea of 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 it, peak yeah. is, is Oprah he yeah oh he wants he wants the Oprah shot which is um Kind of, you know, it was interesting uh, when it came to it. So she was saying, you know, we'd be able to document, get the picture, and she was giving, you know, we can make some money. He was like, but that's not, that's not open. He said, no, nigga, you said open. That's <laughs> what your ceiling is. I'm not saying open. That's just what you said, and I want to push it back to you because that's that's what you gave to me. Exactly. Um, so in the middle of this, you know, they they get up to the checkout and they run into another character, Angel. Yeah. Um, this is where we meet Angel. 
uh, which he, you know, he he comes off like smart, smart ass asshole. But like he he knows a lot because he's he listening to the conversation. He was like, you know, uh, either the cameras went down because you're in the dead spot or you in the UFO hot spot. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, one of those. And they kind of didn't they kind of didn't say nothing. He was like, yeah. oh, shit. So now he's like, I want to be a part of this shit, too. Exactly. So let me. I want to let me let me come. I can come out to the house. He he just he just don't want anything. I can do it free of charge. I can set it up. I can watch it for y'all for free. You only have to worry about it. I can get out there like anything he can do. Uh, Angel was trying to get out to the house, and it was just so they tried to see how the setup was, and they they figured out it's a little bit too complicated. So Angel mm-hmm. comes out. Uh, Angel comes out to actually help them uh, set up the actual thing, and we find out Angel just got broke up with. Uh, Angel girl, Angel girl left him, threw him to the side to go to Hollywood. So he he's been, I guess, fighting that the entire mm-hmm. time. Because the first thing he does when he makes it to the actual born is just start screaming. It was like, bro, no, yeah, you need to relax. <laughs> we, we do not scream. What, what you make of this? What you make of this thing, Chris? Uh, yeah, like when I first saw Angel, I wasn't a fan of his character. I felt like he was gonna be like a one-off type jerk character. Uh, maybe antagonist would be the word not so much as like he's a villain per se but just sort of opposition of our characters um but you know he grew on me over time you know he he, he was genuinely like a big help you know of course he set up the cameras and everything uh to try to catch everything but of course Emma and oj they like nah this is our thing we trying to you know reap everything they didn't want him too much involved um but then over time we see how important his character becomes as the story mm-hmm. plays out and I think I think that was um, that was good. And that's one thing that I, I really enjoyed about this film was character development from what we got because you know you I get agree. the yeah because you get the characters their introduction and we you know we may perceive them a certain way, but then over time you see how they shape the story of what uh, Jordan Peele is trying to play out. So I thought that was really dope. Um, and he onto them very quickly as well, mm-hmm. which I was just like they might be really standoffish, which is what they were. But then, yeah. as you said the more he was talking to them and then the whole process of talking about his girlfriend breaking up with him. Yeah. It was just like, hey, you like relax. Like yeah. he was just, a little he too- was, I was yeah. just like, you that aggravating character that's gonna get killed. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Jazz is like, yo, I'm ready for him to get it taken out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, one of the big uh, you know, plays on this film, of course, when we have our UFO, and I guess the warning sign of it coming is electrical interference. Uh, so we get to that point in the film where uh, we have um, some electrical interference, and of course, the way that Angel set up the cameras, um, they're able to pretty much still operate, uh, despite that electrical interference coming. Then, of course, there's always a situation popping up where something has to be a fall. Uh, who would have thought a praying mantis would have been <laughs> like that thing just blocking the camera? And, exactly. Uh, yeah, that, that was pretty exactly. crazy right there. Um, go ahead, Jason. Yeah. So, you know, within this, um, we have them. OJ, he's shutting everything down, shutting down mm-hmm. shop. Um, he's outside. You know, he sees he's putting the stuff. He's in the house preparing everything. He sees the light come on inside of the barn. Um, he jumps up, you know, he goes out to the barn, already doing some 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 crazy horror. That's a fucking no in that situation. Like, I'm not going to go check a fucking a light that shouldn't be on in the middle yeah. of the fucking night. Nah, it's going to stay on until tomorrow. <laughs> It'll be okay. So he goes out, you know, into the actual barn. He, t- he sees the, the projector is playing. It's playing mm-hmm. the, the jockey scene on the, you know, the horse. Uh, he turns it off. He walks out. 
it turns itself back on. Bruh. He was like, nope. 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 Yeah, exactly. Nope. You know, so, and that was like, I like I like the little the call out whenever mm-hmm. they begin to get scared, whenever, you know, like a horror movie trope came up in a situation where, you know, typically they will go investigate. He was like, hell nah, I'm not fucking with it. I'm not, I'm not rocking with it. Yeah. And, and then he sees like two aliens, you know, they, uh-huh. they, they're, they're, they're side by side and they bring, you know, pop out. And this thing, this scene was like super intense. Uh-huh. Um, when I'm actually watching, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat, like, man, I hope, man, I, I just know something else is for to jump out. But instead of him running, he, you know, he got a, a damn flip phone. So he, he, he trying, trying to record. take a picture. Yeah. He's trying to, trying to get a picture. He's like, man, I'm, I gotta get this. Like, I, I gotta get this shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out to be, um, Oh goodness, Jupe. Maybe. It turns out to be Jupe's kids. It turns out to be Jupe's kids in the alien outfits messing with them. Yeah. And they freed they freed um one of their horses. They let one of the horses out. Um it was it was retaliation because Kiki went and stole one of Jupe's horses earlier, um, within in the actual day. Um mm-hmm. we see we you know we see how that, that situation plays out and kind of uh we go into you know the uh the UFO situation. Uh, or uh, UAP, if that was what yeah. they call them now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we get get into that situation where they trying to they trying to catch, uh, they trying to catch the actual UFO in the camera. Like I said, the praying mantis gets on the camera, mm-hmm. and Angel is watching. Like they told him not to be. Um, he calls. He was like, "Hey, camera two is down." And like, there's a bug on camera. Hey, you need to get that bug off of it so we can see, you know, see what's going on. Uh, I believe the things begin to start to rain, yeah. uh, rain down onto the actual town, which, you know, um, you kind of figure out where this stuff is actually coming from. This mm-hmm. whatever, whatever this entity is, it's, it's shitting stuff back down right. uh, onto the onto the actual people. So, yeah, uh, I get they make it through. They make it through the actual evening and Kiki is like, nah, fuck this. We got to go. It's <laughs> nah, 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 we not doing this, bro. We we fit to go. We fit a jet. And he like. I can't. I got mouth to feed. Like I, I got, I got shit to do. I'm yeah. gonna figure. I'm, I'm gonna figure this out. Um, when it comes to it, and and that's when you know uh, he reminisces back to his actual dad. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was, you know, telling him uh, he can hear ghosts on the actual on the phone, which I would have, I would have left in. Like what the like? <laughs> too spooky for me right now. We out. Sorry, dad. <laughs> Ain't no ghost to be imagined. He was just saying, you know, they they kind of act territorial. Yeah. Uh, you know, they and they trying to get over them. He said, I, I'm assuming all horses just aren't all animals just aren't meant to be trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, within that, um, and this is when Kiki and well Angel comes back to the actual house because he's been viewing over the actual videos, and he figures out there's a cloud. Um, that isn't moving right uh he figured out there's a cloud up there that's that's not moving in the actual sky and they, he he plays the tape back um for m and oj so them so they can actually see it as well they were like yeah that's 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 the shot we got yeah. the shot it was like he said yeah that's the shot but uh, that ain't no that ain't the oprah shot yeah exactly that, that ain't the oprah shot um <laughs> and then uh you know they reach out to um the cameraman from the actual commercial Mm-hmm. Uh, they reach out for the cameraman from the commercial and it was like this is the offer of a lifetime which is foreshadowing uh, he said we got the offer of a lifetime and he was like yeah well hopefully not my lifetime uh, 
and he was, you know, she was she was trying to sell it as reality, like a reality TV. And he was, yeah. and then OJ was like, bro, no, fuck that. Be truthful. Just tell them the truth so we can, mm-hmm. so they know, because we're not trying to, you know, say no bullshit. Um, and he kind of told him, he was like, well, I need, I'm looking for the impossible. You got some jazz? I know. I was going to say, um, during that scene, when she said, uh, it's like reality TV, he was like, oh, hell no. He was immediately like, <laughs> <laughs> They corrected her and she was like wait 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 documentary documentary he was like okay that's not way my... better yeah which way because like at an old school like cameraman or somebody that's a producer reality tv like nah that shit's trash yeah that's but bottom doc- of the barrel it is so you yeah. see him you see but you see him as he's talking to her he's watching the screen he's fixing his actual camera where he's filming you know different um, animals praying over other animals, eating, killing. You mm-hmm. know that's you know that's 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 his shit. That's what he's into. You know he's filming it with um, a non non mechanical camera. Uh, you know what I'm saying like he like when it doesn't use batteries and stuff like that, so it won't it won't shut down. It's going to continue to roll. Um, it's Esther talking, and she told him, "I need that." And he said, "You you said something about the impossible shot, but I I need the impo- I need the impossible shot." He was like, "But that's impossible." And it's like, and this this kind of goes into, I mean, whenever it comes to a Jordan Peele movie, it always goes to, it's, he always has a, a society message. Yeah, social like, commentary. So this is the part where it's more of a, a, a moment of, you know, what, what would you, what are you willing to do uh, to get to that, to that next level? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, cause it, I mean, like I said, we, He's talking about an impossible shot that he said he couldn't even film, but he's willing to, you know, to actually go out there to actually risk, uh, risk trying to figure it out, no matter what, you know, at what, at what, at what cost uh, within that situation. But he, then he, you know, kind of tells Kiki's character, M, uh, I'm going to just be honest with you, um, the dream you're chasing, once you get to the top, um, that's a dream you never wake up from. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's that, you know, that scenario with like, so this kind of goes into a question, um, not more so here, but like, would, do y'all think y'all could deal with fame? Like if you was like, like not talking about the money aspect of it, but like the having to, like, just think about like, like Mike, we like, we watched the Jordan documentary. I don't know if mm-hmm. that's, that's a, I don't do docs, but I did watch a doc, the Jordan doc. And he was saying like the only time he got peace was in his hotel room. Cause he yeah. said, outside of that, like people always scream and always yeah. running up to him. But could y'all, could y'all deal with that? Nah. No. I yeah. hate when it's on me. So like, no. Yeah. Remember Kanye was flipping out on the paparazzi all them years ago. I completely understood. Cause like, get out my face. Like, don't, don't talk to me. Don't interview. Like none of that. Don't run up on me when I'm in the house trying to take out the check. None of that. I couldn't do the fame thing. Just I'm, I'm good with just the money. Just keep me low key. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. Like, I feel like sometimes I do feel like I would like it. Like, because, I mean, you have some people that can kind of duck off. But, it's, you know, a lot of people, like, especially today, people are super infatuated. Yeah. Uh, with celebrities. I want to be these people. They, they stand these people. Like, they live, breathe these people. Like, you see social media all the time, how, how crazy people talk to people about people. They, they'll they mm-hmm. never meet a day in their life. Yeah. Like, ever. So, yeah, it's, 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 so it was, like I said, going into this, it was it was interesting. Um, within that, but then we go. Um, after this, we go into we actually get the the truth um, of the um, Gordy's birthday episode. Chris, you want to take this and tell us how this one's about? I like I liked your 
breakdown with you know we had he was talking about it because I missed it, but I called it after. Yeah. So one of the things um we learned about uh this UFO, uh what we see is basically when you look at it, um, that's pretty much you're susceptible to whatever happens. Um, so pretty much when we get to this uh Gordy's party scene, the main focus, and I saw this on the opening scene, um, it, it was it sort of stood out to me. I don't know about you guys, but there was a shoe standing like upright on set. And I'm looking at that and I, I really don't know what to think of it. I just knew it was going to come into play later somehow. Uh, but that really stuck out to me. Then we get to this scene here where it's like the actual story of what happened. Uh, we see Jupe, who is under the table, scared, of course, because this monkey's going crazy. The camera is focused on that shoe. But of course, we see the monkey just killing everybody else and taking everybody else out. When you look at Jupe's point of view, there's a tablecloth pretty much blocking his view as far as a um as far as eyesight. So we can see what's going on, but it's sort of behind that that uh cloth. <clears throat> then of course the monkey, he's you know killing everybody that's in the room. He makes his way over to Jupe under the table. Jupe is obviously still alive. He doesn't really seem to have any sort of physical uh ramifications of this attack. So we're like, you know, what is going on here? He never makes eye contact with the monkey. Uh, what actually happens is the monkey reaches out his bloody paw towards Jupe as, you know, like a fist bump, where we're looking at it like, you know, hey, what's going on with that? Of course, Jupe's retelling of this is because he was so focused on that one thing, the shoe, uh, as opposed to, you know, everything that was going on around him. So that was pretty much, you know, what I caught from there. He's focused on the shoe, which is why it was such just out of place right there like we you know a shoe standing up right is very unlikely to happen the but phenomenon. just the fact that, yeah it's just a phenomenon so just seeing that happen i guess you would classify that as a bad miracle no because everything that's going on around him is bad but then a shoe standing up right that's you know considered something out of the norm so was i can look there, at it was hmm? there blood on the shoe i mm -hmm. did not catch that it was it, it, it is because you yeah. know when they um because i like said that when they were in the when OJ and M were in talking to Jupe, he mm -hmm. had the shoe in the actual casing. You're right. Yeah, uh, he, he, he has the shoe um, stopping up. And you know, that's kind of crazy, though. A lot of the a lot of things in this in this movie happen that way. Yeah, there's a there's a situation going on, but then you you see, and that's some, that goes into the bad miracle. So mm -hmm. we got the shoe in this situation, mm -hmm. but we also have where Jupe survives this situation mm -hmm. so that's a that's a bad miracle because you know like i said within that he survived it but look at the chaos that happened all within he, he literally watched these people get killed and then he yeah. also watched gordy get shot in the face like yeah, right, in, in front in, of him. right in front of him yeah and, and his his recollection his recollection of everything is like so he has a he has a like i don't so i didn't know if this was him portraying it as one thing and it really being something else so he really felt like he was so connected within this situation, like mm -hmm. he's good. Like he, yeah. like he, it seemed like he, like you said, he kind of moved like an air, like he moved kind of arrogant, yeah, um, cocky type type thing. Because then, even after this scene, we go back into him. He, you know, this is him reminiscing. I don't know if this is him reminiscing over the scene or this just for the the audience to understand what was going on. But he's sitting here. He's running over lines that he's about to do for his next performance. Yeah, um, talking to his wife. Talking to his wife about his his next scene and his performance. Got yeah. So I think it was a uh, um you know him reminiscing about it, but also of course he knows the truth. And then you know us seeing that is to show us as the audience what's actually happening. So you know for him he doesn't understand 
the fact that he didn't make actual eye contact with Gordy, so he did not kill him, or I guess it would seem to be a threat to him. But of course, it, you know, that's a very traumatic uh, situation. There could be parts where he's burying that trauma. You know, he's just focusing on the positive, which is, hey, you know, he made it out alive. And then, of course, the whole SNL skit thing that he was going over. Um, but that brought me back to the shoe where he was just focused on that thing while all that chaos was going on around him. That's sort of what I got with the bad miracle type um, type vibe right there. So, so, you know, it was well done. So did he, um, I guess, when that those kind of situations was able to profit off of that? For sure, because, yeah, that was his main thing. He was able to profit off of that situation because he he told the story one way in order to make it appealing to people. Like, it's right. a story that you want to tell. You can see when he was talking to him and OJ, he was telling it with a sense of pride. It wasn't like it was like, oh, you know, this monkey came in and killed everybody. He was saying it, you know, fluffing it up in a way. And, that's, you know, that's what he does. And she, and she definitely seemed like she was about to call him out when yeah. uh, he was explaining that She was just like, okay, yeah. like... The story you telling obviously is I'm a you I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's her way of saying I don't believe we're gonna figure it out later. But yeah, that's probably I think that's like um like I said, that's definitely his um good mirror or um a bad miracle. Yeah with something like that to happen to you as traumatic as it is was mm -hmm. sure. Um he was able to profit off of it to where it's just like you wouldn't be where you are without that terrible thing that happened. Yeah, exactly. Which exactly. Is <laughs> like that's wild. Because yeah, he, he said he has people that come in there, like from, they'll pay him $50,000 just to sleep in a room next to all right. this, this, this stuff that's really a chaos. Like it's, it's wild that, you know, that was, that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, that scene where he, uh, where, uh, where Gordy reached out his hand with the fist bump, like his paw, of course, Monkey Park Productions, haha. But uh, it also reminded me of ET a little bit. So that was sort of like a, a, a callback. I didn't catch that in the theater when I saw it, but then I went home and um, I believe someone made a reference. To it. it may have been Reddit I saw it on, but someone made a reference to uh, the ET fit, and I was like, "That's I'm sure Jordan Peele. I would give him the credit enough to to do that connection for sure." He, he put he put he put he puts a lot of his stuff in yeah. these movies. Which for the JS. I was just gonna say, Chris, if you went home and watched ET, that's perfectly fine too. <laughs> as long as it's oh. a Drew Barrymore version. You said what, Jason? As long as long as it's a Drew Barrymore version, we 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 with it. We with it. It's another version of ET. They did. They remade it. For I, real? I did not know that. It's like in two thousand or something like that. It was. It's, it's like early. Oh, yeah, okay. they redid that. Is it good? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> he just know about it. He said, I ain't paying, I ain't paying no money. <laughs> um, but the chimp too, <clears throat> I wanna um I wanna make a reference to this later on when we get back to our actual UFO. Um, but the chimp, we saw him dressed up in the party clothes and everything. And then of course when he was doing his damage, he took all of those clothes off. So he's showing us uh pretty much the real him. You know, like this is, you know, y'all, y'all want me to be portrayed this way but this is actually who I am I look at that as a nice little uh callback to uh Stephen Ewan's character um uh Jude he was telling the story you know of how he wanted Gordy to be portrayed but then how he actually was portrayed we saw it so we're gonna we're gonna circle back to that a little bit once we get further on into the plot um but yeah we we get that introduction um or we get that story of what Jude was saying um of what we actually saw and then of course he's practicing his lines because he has a show coming up 
um, you know, he's, he's putting on a spectacle. He has a whole crowd of people. Um, and then, of course, there's a reveal where one of his cast members uh, survive, <laughs> which is uh, very, you know, surprising and shocking. I didn't expect there to be no survivors from what we saw uh, from the monkeys uh, rampage. But, you know, she survived and it was a real creepy um creepy shot and it reminded me a little bit if I'm going to make the comparison to a Jordan Peele film and get out uh it was a scene I believe it was the maid where she had like a, a real creepy scene I don't remember exactly but there was a real creepy scene where it was sort of a reveal that everything wasn't right um that's what I sort of drew from that scene where she had the veil over her face but of course you could see that she was all messed up it, it took me to that um and then I you know huh no go ahead Chris Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, um, Jupe is doing his thing. He's, you know, he has his big reveal and he's pretty much saying that, hey, we're going to have an alien, you know, like a real life UFO. And uh, we see uh, the horse. So, of course, you know, OJ is selling all his horses and stuff. We see what Jupe is, you know, trying to use it for. It pretty much seems like he's using it as bait at this point. Jason, what was your thoughts when you saw this scene? Like, you know, like I said, when I first saw Jupe, I could tell he wasn't, you know, it was more to it. Um, of course, he's exploiting. Um, of course, he's all about profit and everything like that. Then we see, sort of see this play out. Um, this scene right here. This scene was probably one of my favorites in the film. So yeah, this you know going into this scene, it was um, you know we have like I said the lady that you were speaking about uh, who got mauled by uh, mm -hmm. Gordy on the actual scene, which was I mean it was portrayed off an actual lady mm -hmm. uh, who was mauled by a monkey uh, at the zoo, and she revealed herself on who guessed it on Oprah show. Uh, she huh. revealed her, how she looked on Oprah. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the Oprah shot, uh, just a full circle moment there. Yeah. Um, but in this moment here, man, I, it was just like, I didn't know if he was going to reveal himself as an actual alien uh, or what what the hell was going to go on. So we see Lucky uh, in the actual, that little, whatever that, that stand was that he had. it. So I didn't know if he was going to walk out there to try to um, use him, like as, as, like I said, as bait. Yeah, you know, he was and using as, as bait. Yeah, because he was feeding the horses uh, to this, you know, to the actual got you yeah. got you so that i mean that would make sense as to why the you know the the little flag thing mm -hmm. uh, was inside of her uh so at the same time daniel daniel kalua character oj is um you know pulling up and as he's pulling up you know we see the 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 ufo come through and it just sweeps the sweeps the entire room gets everybody just sucks everybody up yeah uh, inside of it and then you know we kind of we get the first shot or first scene of the you know ufo um we kind of kind of see it um jesuit you know i think this was where you wanted to step in right to say you know what it i was just gonna ask y'all like when y'all first saw that what was what came to mind like what did y'all think when y'all saw that spaceship big old vacuum <laughs> just sucking everything up like it was just I thought it looked like it looked. I mean, it looked like his hat. Like it, it mimicked his hat or something. Yeah, that's that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Like a cowboy hat with the opening in the bottom of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was interesting too because, like I said, with Juke, um, he was arrogant at this point, and you know he felt like he could control it. He's feeding it, you know, to the horses, and he's making like this whole big spectacle of it. But it threw him off because he had a timeline of when the uh, alien was about to show itself, and then uh, we get the reveal here that the UFO is the actual alien itself um oj deduces that from everything and he's it, it seems like it's uh predatory uh it's like territorial so it's, it's it's very um 
it, it doesn't like to be mocked, I would say. Like, it wants to be in control and everything like that. So when we saw this scene, it was interesting. Um, and then, of course, you know, Jason talked about Jean Jacket, the horse earlier, that ends up being what they actually call um, this this alien. They call it Jean Jacket. Um, so we get a name for it at this point. Yeah, so, um, and then this is when, you know, OJ, he he gets knocked out. Um, yeah. I thought he I thought he died, but he didn't. Uh, he, he just gets knocked. He gets knocked out. He gets lucky. Um, they head back to the actual house. Um, Angel is leaving um, the actual house. He's playing sunglasses at night um, on the radio, and he gets stopped. You know, interference, and it, it's freaking him out. So he's like, oh, shit, something's about to go down. He runs back in the house um, real quick, grabs a knife, you know, as he's sitting on the actual steps, and you see OJ pull up. OJ's mm -hmm. pulling up, and then his it stops again. Mm -hmm. um, then he, you know, he's kind of looking up, trying to see what's going on, and you see the actual um, the, the, the the ship. Mm -hmm. um, the ship pulls up, and then this is kind of goes back to the you know the actual title card uh, when it when it actually comes on. So when it actually comes on, uh, hold on. What are they, you got? The, you, see, you see, you got that, Chris? Yeah. So uh, when it comes on as a title card, and there's a Bible verse uh, pops up, Nahum three six. Uh, and I guess you know I don't know the the uh, version of whatever. So mm -hmm. forgive me if y'all can't really understand it. But it, it says I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vow, and make you a spectacle. So of course this is like, you know, we sort of see where that ties in to mm -hmm. uh, to to the plot at this point in the movie. Yeah. So um, Jean Jacket. Uh, has just vacuumed up this entire spectacle that yeah. uh, that um, you know J Ricky was doing um, at the actual at his uh, facility. Yeah, and then he comes back to the actual home uh, where the Haywoods stay mm -hmm. and basically shit on the actual house. Yeah, um, spit out nothing but spit out the the blood, the guts, mm -hmm. the keys, and then now we figure out where all this different shit was coming from. So mm -hmm. we figure out, you know, it sucks everything up and spits it back out. So whenever it's hungry, it eats and then it has to poop. Um, so it pits everything out and we figure out, oh, so this is why the dad got killed. Like right. this, this thing is just spitting stuff out and it's, you know, it's pelleting because, you know, in the beginning, you can see a key was stuck mm -hmm. inside one of the horses. And I was wondering, I'm like, that that was kind of strange. Like mm -hmm. the key just sticking out of a horse that, you know, but that's, you know, Jordan, his mind is is different. Yeah. As like, well. he, Anyways. Yeah. He, he's really like, you know, like you said, the callbacks of everything that happened in this film and just little details that you may not catch, uh, which is why I feel like, you know, I'll, I'll say this early on. This is one of the movies where you feel like you had to do a little bit of homework. I changed my perspective a little bit because it's like it rewards a rewatch. So like it, it and it promotes discussion, which I think is something that's not really uh, it's sort of a lost art. And, you know, things nowadays, because everything is so quick, like we could binge watch everything or like, you know, movies coming out every week. This was something that really promoted discussion, which made me appreciate it a little bit more later on. Um, but of course, you had the detail, of course, uh, where you mentioned the nickel um, being spit back out from the actual alien. Um, another thing, and I don't know if you guys would be, would have been able to catch this because you didn't see it in theaters, um, but when the uh, alien ship was hovering over the house, um, you could still hear the screams from the people of the people. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you can so hear. It's, yeah. yeah, so it's just crazy, like having that, and I, you know, for me, it, that made it even scarier because, of course, you see this big thing sucking everybody up, but it's not even like a quick death. You know, like they still, you know, getting. I guess you would say digested. At until this point. you yeah until you until yeah. you hear him stop then you yeah. then it just stops so it's just yeah. stuff like that was just mad yeah. it was it was yeah. well done man. 
Yeah, then OJ is um he's you know he's pulls up, he 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 can see it and he kind of looks out the door and he's like, Am I gonna make a run for it? Nope, nope, nope nah. Yeah. We, again, another <laughs> another another one of those moments, the horror trope. He's like, nah, fuck that, I'm not doing nothing. And then Jean Jacket throws an actual a horse. Uh throws like a little I feel like it was a training horse through his actual window. Uh, and he just sat there, he was like, Nah, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing yeah. it. So he he tries, so he basically stays in the car overnight. Um, until the next morning, he sees it clear, and then he he jumped. You can hear the the car. You can hear uh, Angel car singing his mm-hmm. um, sunglasses at night, which another mm-hmm. Easter egg back to uh, for sure us um, because it you know they the I got five on it. It's chopped and screwed, and it's it's like a, a horror a horror element. Mm-hmm. So we get the I wear my sunglasses at night, which you know it kind of ties into the theme of the movie. You know, um, the the main thing is Jane Jack can see you. Mm-hmm. Or if it sees you looking, it pulls you right. uh, within there. So you wear your sunglasses. So you wear your sunglasses at night, to, even at nighttime, to keep shit from getting into your eyes or from seeing. Yeah. So he tries to. So he gets out. He was going to try to go into the house, but then he makes it to the actual car. And then he sees uh, M and uh, Angel mm-hmm. in the actual house, and then he's looking up because he sees a spaceship. And then he remembers his training. It goes into his training thing. It was like, you know, you never look it in the eye. You know, mm-hmm. you always, you know, look <laughs> down. So he, so we kind of, in that situation, it, he's he's always put himself down in a mm-hmm. situation more so in the training. So he's always dimmed his own light. Mm-hmm. Um, at this, well, at this actual moment, he's always dimmed his light. They get in, they, they make a way, they get inside the car and they, you know, they jet. Um, they jet back to um, a fish place, which allegedly, um, Jordan Peele loves fish sandwiches, which is where that fish sandwich joke came from. From oh. Angel. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, but then while they they sitting here talking about it, you know, another spectacle in the back. You see these kids fighting. Uh, like it was just like that was just weird. You know, they they having this conversation. Nobody goes out there. You eventually somebody breaks it up. But like mm-hmm. everybody just sitting there, like you know, within their situation, not even worried about overseeing what's going on behind them. Yeah. Um, you know, at the actual moment, and then this when they concoct the plan to try to 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 catch it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, in a different way. Which at this point they were trying to uh, they was going to try to do like a lure, uh, uh, to to actually catch Jean Jacket. So they uh, they go to Angel House for the night, um, and then like the next day, you know, they go back to the actual farm. Um, but when they go to the farm, everybody has on sunglasses. Yeah. Uh, on the actual at this time everybody's wearing sunglasses well in the daytime not at night but everybody have on sunglasses you see the cameraman uh the cameraman they was talking to he would listen to the radio to the news and he seen or he heard everybody at this place got got just disappeared mm-hmm. so he's like i gotta go out here and see it's like so but he's he's a great person at his job so he knows what's going on he's like that cloud hasn't moved an inch, mm-hmm. and I've been sitting here for like X amount of time, and it, it hasn't moved not a little bit. So yeah, it's some it's something here. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna you know because this when they go in the actual house and they uh, begin to. Jason, uh, he also um, brought his own camera mm-hmm. to where the function to record without yeah. power. Yeah, and, yeah, that old school crank time. Yeah, yeah, and Kiki's character was just like, look, the angel was like, see. I told you he had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, that was a that was a that was a dope um, you know, the the dope scene there as well, as far as with like I said, when he coming to the actual camera because he knew, 
wherever they was, it power wasn't going to be something um, that they could they would be able to use. So they go ahead and get everything set up um, in different places uh, where they're going to be at. And then you see some a man on a motorcycle with, you know, just like a one hole out. Uh, coming up to the actual house and he's talking to talking to Kiki about different stuff and then she she figures out um it's TMZ TMZ out there trying to, to capture some shit uh, and then to try to get him to run off real quick mm-hmm. uh so he jets um down the actual street and runs into the house and you have like the like, I, what what movie is that they were like they're here is that encounters of third mind that was the signs or what uh, is it's an older movie. Yeah. I don't know. The little kids devils though. Yeah, yeah. But Angel, he, you know, he, you know, he kind of say that uh it's here, kind of like a little nice little callback mm-hmm. to uh, that actual scene um in that movie. But then we see, you know, the motorcycle. He's like, so what happens when a motorcycle is going 70 miles per hour to an actual a situation where power is not to be used? Yeah, he's probably gonna die. Boom! <laughs> you, get, you, get, you get the wreck, and then he was like, Yeah, he's dead. Now you hear this motherfucker doing it, screaming. Mm-hmm. We know he's gonna be screaming. Yeah, like <laughs> he just broke all the rules at that point, but you know, whatever. And what you, what'd you think about this, this scene with, with OJ trying to be the savior, Chris? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Uh, of course, character development because you know, going through the movie, of course, and you think back to the beginning, uh, when he was shooting the uh commercial. That confidence wasn't there that, you know, like he was, of course, we saw the callback of him looking down. He wasn't really making eye contact with people. But then uh, over time, as we see things, and I thought one interesting scene where you sort of see him really open up was there was a scene where he uh, and Kiki, they did like their little, you know, the dapping up thing. That was sort of seeing him like open up for the first time. So I thought we got more and more of that moving forward. And then we, you know, we saw he was a pretty brave uh, person. You know, he didn't straight out run out the barn. Uh, when the kids was playing a prank on him, you know, he seemed to be like that leader type of guy. So uh, I thought I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good uh, growth from the character. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, so he goes out here to the... Go ahead, Jess. I've gone out there to save dude. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, he nah. would have he he had to stay out there. Fuck that. For what? Yeah. For yeah. what? I mean, you did anyway. We told you not to go, but, you know. And he tried. He tries to help me. He was like, you know what? Now nah, fuck that. I'm gonna be your ass. He's like, but get a picture. Get a picture. Like, he's just like, I'm trying to save you. Where's my camera? Where's camera? <laughs> Easy because it makes you think. Like with society today, people are always quick to try to pull out their camera. Always try to quick. Oh yeah. To like record everything. Yeah. Regardless of the situation that's going on, it's just like so you're willing to risk your life just to get a shot to go viral or to sell like it's just it's crazy the things people do just to get that shot for a moment just yeah. for a moment jazz that's that's the wildest thing it's, it's not even for like like you this for to be something that's going to last you x y it's, it's it, you're doing this for a moment so yeah that was that was wild uh for him to even try to um to try to do that so oj he goes back uh, towards the actual barn, uh, which, like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know what the what what it was going for uh, within this situation. But then it it, it kind of rolls into the actual bait. So he he's dressed up. He has his Scorpion King, mm-hmm. um, the Scorpion King hoodie on, which was you know a dope hoodie because you know that's you know what him and Kiki uh, were talking about, and it made him think about his dad. So he he's out there with the and then on the back of the 
back of the actual hoodie, he put eyes on it, making it look as if it was looking, looking yeah, uh, looking up, looking up at the act, looking up at Jean Jacket as Jean Jacket begins to actually chase him um, on the actual horse. But then he remembered the the flags. Kiki created mm-hmm. some more flags to put um, on the back of him, so he they set up up the trap. And he said he know Jean Jacket not gonna like the flags um, with you know within it, so he's running away trying to get away. Um, he jumps off the actual horse and then Jean Jacket, then you see Jean Jacket follows and like look more like that damn hat, bro. Whenever I see it, <laughs> it, look, it, look, it looked like that dude fucking hat as it's actually trying to chase him and try to suck, uh, suck him up into it. And they got the, they got the, they got the shot. Um, they, they get the shot, but you know, motherfuckers is greedy, bro. Yeah. You know, people going to be greedy. We got hosts. Um, you got, you got a host. You, you get this same jazz, uh, host. Uh, host is take, the cameraman. Host is the cameraman taking the uh well he took the picture um of it. Uh you no with this shot he said that um the sun so they didn't even really get the shot like the sun was in um the shot to where it was they were just like this ain't gonna be it. Yeah um, or correct me if I'm wrong because I'm pretty sure because like while the um while Jean Jacket was chasing OJ they were trying to swap out the film. Yeah and so, like um, what's the dude's name? Angel was helping him bring it, and I'm just like, Angel, you gotta, you gotta hurry up. But I'm yeah, like, this isn't a smooth like this process takes a while. So I was just like, they not gonna get it. They yeah. not gonna get it. Just like they not gonna get it. Are they gonna get it? Get the shot, but then it's just like it's not. It wasn't a good shot because the sun yeah. and the reflection and everything. It just it didn't make it out. So I was just like, damn. <laughs> Nah, yeah. it, was, it was dope. I think they, uh, you know, Jordan Peele did a really good job of building tension throughout this film. That was a, you know, a part of it as well. Like, you know, Angel trying to change out the film real quick. Like, are you gonna get the shot? So I thought he did a good job of that. This movie. Yeah, this was the this was this is going into the final act, and this like mm-hmm. this entire part like was super tense, bro. I was yeah. at, I, I like at this point I'm at I'm at the, I'm at the edge of my seat. Like, man, hold on. Woke up. Like, huh? I don't I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna go on. I don't know what's gonna happen. And you got, like I said, hope he goes up to the to the to, I'm gonna go to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. He he looked at Angel. He was just like, "I'm gonna get it." <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> Young, so I'm just like, "What you about to go get?" Like, y'all gonna try to get another shot? Now he was just like, "Nah." So I was just like, "You about to risk your life, my man?" Like, but, Ch- but chasing like, it. But like you said earlier, like to get. Um, I think you, uh, the quote that you said was once you get to your dreams, like the highest point, that's the dream that you don't wake up from. Exactly. So his was to exactly. get that impossible shot. So he was reaching his dream. So like he risked his life for it. Now he'll never wake up from reaching that. From that. Yeah, that's and that's a man. That's a that's that's like it's super poetic, super scary, kind of dark. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you have to. Cause you have to be willing to to take an extra step, be able to 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 risk, you know, risk some shit to get to where you're trying to get to. But man, I don't like it. in that situation. I it wasn't. I don't think it was worth it. I mean, if he would have got it, it'd be a different conversation. But he yeah. didn't get it. I don't think he got his ass sucked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah, camera and every camera and all. He you know he got he got he got killed by that predator. Uh, and this is where. You know, we have the 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 revelation between Kiki and OJ because they just like, bruh, we didn't, we still didn't get it. 
And now we just, we pretty much fuck. We, you know, we pretty much screwed. Uh, you got Kiki. Um, she walks out the house. Um, she sees OJ. They look at each other. Like I said, this, you know, I'm I'm an emotional nigga. So I'm already like, oh, shit. Don't tell me you was crying, Jason. I didn't cry, but I, oh, I, wanted, I, I wanted to. You was close, I huh? wanted to. I yeah. thought about it. I you thought said, about it. But I was like, hey. I need you to cry. <laughs> hey, look! I was about to man. This is like they, like when they go to Kiki Farmer, man. Give that woman her flowers. No, nah, um, she she Daniel, get that man his flowers. Like within this scene, this is amazing. Uh, another, another. I feel like this is another biblical reference. Uh, took me to I want to say it's Lot from the Bible. Lot and his wife. Oh, uh, looking back at the soul. Yeah, she turned into soul. Yeah. Yeah, she turned into salt. So we had the situation where, uh, and that's I guess that's where that's where more so it was like the emotional thing, the connection with me, because uh, she was, as she was walking, she was like, "Man, I can't." She said, "Don't look up, just don't look up, please don't look up, just don't look back." And it was just the whole thing of you know they say don't look back, and then you know she did, unfortunately, mm-hmm. or in the in the Bible she looked back. Yeah. Uh, Kiki was able to Kiki was able to stay her actual path uh, within that, and then she she makes it a motorcycle. Um, that the TMZ got wrecked uh, out the way and, you know, Daniel decided to go ahead and sacrifice himself yeah. uh, within that situation. Like I said, he hasn't looked up the entire time, but he finally, you know, he took that situation uh, to to help her get away to, you know, I, like I didn't know if it was to get away or to make to get that shot or whatever the situation was, but he sacrificed himself for in order for her. Um, to do it. It was just like super dope how the music was playing within that, yeah. intertwined within that. And, you know, she she jets off. She's able to jet off uh, on the actual motorcycle. She goes to Juni- Ju- Jupiter's Landing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to Jupiter. And I wasn't sure what the fuck she was going to be doing over here, but, you know, she she's over here. What you going to say, Chris? No, nah, it was a nice callback because we saw earlier in the film when they first went to uh, Jupiter's Landing, um, there was a scene where the two kids was looking in the well. Yeah, and she, you know, she sort of, uh, you know, photo photo bombed him, you know, with the picture. So that was a callback. We get to that, and she sees this, and she's like, "Yo, this is how we can get this shot." Um, one of the interesting things at this point of the film, of course, we had the, you know, the little barbed wire and everything in, in the tarp um, being eaten up by Jean Jacket. Um, it changes its form. So of course, you know, it's a typical UFO. What we see, Jason said, it looked like uh, Jupe's hat. Uh, but oh it shit! Into, forgot all about that part. No, nah, bro, I wouldn't even. No, nah, I'm just like. Okay, so maybe when it when it touches a certain thing, it it make that form. Or something? Yeah, so so pretty much what happened at this point is um it's sort of been I guess you could say it's been exposed. So like this whole film has been this shroud of mystery about this alien. So of course we know it's territorial, um, you know things like that. We get to this point where our characters are standing up to this alien. So they basically you know they had a whole plan. They figured out a weakness you know that they have where it doesn't digest certain things. Um, and we see the alien actually change its form. So, you know, of course, it looks like the hat or like a standard UFO that we see. It sort of blossoms up into like a butterfly. I mean, not a butterfly, I'm sorry, jellyfish. Um, this point in the film, and when you look at what the actual alien is doing, it's an intimidation tactic. Because, of course, you know, we see the UFO. We we know what it is at this point. But now we get in this big spectacle. Of course, we talked about the spectacle with the, with the Bible verse and everything. But this is, of course, the spectacle to say, hey, this is who I really am. You know, like. Uh, look at that. And I thought it was interesting callback. I mentioned earlier with uh, Gordy the monkey. He was dressed up. You know, that's what uh, we wanted to view it as. But then, of course, we saw the actual 
uh, what he actually was when he took off the party hat and everything. Same thing here with the alien with Jean Jacket. Um, he was, you know, a standard UFO. But then, of course, that's what it wanted us to see it as. But then, of course, it shows its true colors um, as being, you know, its true form, this jellyfish. Um, almost, I, I don't know if, like, how angels are depicted, but I could sort of see that as well because it's sort of, like, it was just really crazy. Like, if you see it on the big screen, it was, like, really a spectacle. Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah it was crazy. crazy. Yeah, so that was just, um, at that point, it was an intimidation tactic, and it was also showing us his true self. <clears throat> and then, of course, um, you know, it, it looks like a jellyfish. So that was the callback that I saw with the the monkey and uh, jean jacket. Because, of course, you know, the monkey, a lot of people was confused about that part of the film because it didn't seem like it had much significance outside of Jupe's story. Like, how is this monkey going crazy and, you know, things like that. That's the connection that it made, um, and I peeped that later on. Yeah, now that was a, now it was a, it was a uh, super dope. You know, like I said, Kiki makes it um, to the actual to Ju Jupiter's landing. She mm -hmm. sees, like I said, she sees the well. She pretty much knows what she's gonna do, um, and then she she releases the the, the Jupiter uh, balloon um, in the actual air because uh, yeah. it you know that. You know that was gonna be another, and like you said, basically that that Jean Jacket wouldn't want to be intimidated, so mm -hmm. Jean Jacket was gonna take out any threats. Um, you know, kind of shit. We almost going back to Jurassic Park, um, and this scenario. They, you know, it yeah. wants to be the it wants to be the apex predator. It wants <laughs> yeah. to be it wants to be the one. And the only reason I brought it up, Jazz, is because. <laughs> Oh, ah, boy. I was saying Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele said, you know, he was he was looking to make his his own King Kong or Jurassic Park type of movie okay. within the interview. So um, this was his spectacle that he was making. So it was dope. Um, you know, Kiki let the balloon go. The balloon went up in there. Jean Jacket tried to eat it. And kind of like what Chris just said, we know Jean Jacket can't eat everything. Um, a lot of this stuff, it gets stuck inside of um jean jacket which uh, in the midst <laughs> hey trust me if hey, if there's anything like acid reflux that motherfucker would took me out to that shit that's a bitch oh god that is a bitch to to get rid of jason sound uh, old as hell right now acid hey it is Jeez. Bro. oh god I ain't, that's, I ain't hit that's that like, that's a that's a fit man i was dealing with that shit back when i was 26 so oh man yeah, you got a I don't really, but you know that was a that was a a, a rare a rare thing to deal mm -hmm. with. But yeah, I'm, I'm over like, that. I'm over like that part of my life. Yeah, it sounded like you may needed to switch your diet up a little bit. I, I did. I, okay. I did then, but not yeah. now. Okay. I, I just kind of stay away from that type of stuff. <laughs> but uh, get um, the situation. What? Hmm? It was spaghetti and catfish. <laughs> hey, spaghetti and catfish is fire. I don't give a fuck what you think or how you think about that. Spaghetti and catfish is fire. If it's fried fish, it can't be it can't be a grilled fish. That, sh that shit looks disgusting. But it gotta be fried fish. I just, I, I, you know what? Actually, I just ate that. Happy birthday, Grandma. I ate that with her. She just cooked it. Oh, God. See, we can't. See, I don't, I don't feel like that's fair because, like, Grandma's birthday, we can't even joke. We can't even joke <laughs> off like we really want to. So, I, I, uh, Jason, <laughs> That's like, I don't like that. Nah, you shouldn't. Nah, I can't even get the jokes <laughs> off, man. <laughs> yeah, bulletproof here. Yeah, yeah, bulletproof. Bulletproof uh, there. Yeah, I see, I see what he did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, so with Kiki. So we have another full circle, mo a full circle moment. 
um, because, you know, Jean Jacket used money to kill the father. Um, and she basically used that same type of money to take capture the, the shot that she mm-hmm. needed uh, of Jean Jacket. Um, in the midst of in the being in the air, like I said, I looked at it like a butterfly. I wasn't even thinking about the angel shit, but that I, I'm I'm with you on it too. I ain't like a big ass moth or what the fuck. I didn't know what yeah. the fuck it was, but it it, it looked like some shit yeah. up there. Uh, when it uh when it grabbed the uh, that balloon, then it it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we have the moment of uh, OJ. You know, he pulls up that you know that that band that that horse pulls up on their horse uh, as the as the movie goes off. Uh, you think that was actually him? Think it. Uh, yeah, it had to be him. I, I I think I don't think that was a uh, uh, try to throw us off or anything. It was definitely OG. When I seen that when I seen that clip, it, I don't know why uh, it reminded me to end of Django. When Django was on the horse at the end, like that last scene, that's just the first thing that popped up in my head. That so. nigga riding the horse. Shout out to Jamie Fox. But yeah, I saw that. But yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was just different things like that. And I think, um, you know, we talked about all of the callbacks and like, you know, the full circle moments. Um, I didn't catch that with the with the nickels that being that killed the dad. And then, of course, we see that's ultimately what they use to get the Oprah shot. So that was, a, that was a nice callback right there too. Yeah, man. I, you know, like I said, but it was, like I said, it's, it's definitely, um, I don't know. Every time Jordan make a movie, I feel like it, it's a, you gotta have a conversation okay. uh, after it. Like um, with this movie, Chris, <clears throat> just on the surface level, how did you feel about it? So I will say this, and I'm I'm not even gonna hold you. Um, I left the theater and I was like, "What did I just watch?" <laughs> like I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, it was cool. Like the end was cool. Like you know the spectacle. Um, that scene in the barn with the kids. Uh, that was like you could feel like the fear of, and I'm I'm you know I sound like you know I'm sizing it, but like you could actually feel the fear of the audience there because it was just like what is going on this was really the first time we actually saw like maybe a glimpse of what's actually happened and then of course it turns out to be you know a prank so that just threw me off right there but um you know I, I came out the theater I'm like I gotta actually read up about this movie to really understand you know what's going on uh but um you know I got some some clarification of course some people talked about it um our our uh podcast community the discord uh they provided some links and you know we had a little conversation going there which uh, changed my perspective of different things and then you know just um watching some videos you know reading some forms and stuff over time I enjoyed it but like when I first left the theater I'm like I don't why well, I gotta do homework to watch it. you know like they enjoy the movie I was like come on man what are we doing but um but it, you know it's one of the things you appreciate like I said before you know we we digest stuff so differently nowadays like we so used to binge watching everything you know from tv music like we get one album this week one the next week you know you don't really have a chance to sit really and you know like have these type of discussions so I think once you get to that point and you talk about it and then you know as you said multiple times during this podcast all these different callbacks and stuff it it, it um it improved my appreciation for the film but I ain't gonna hold you I left the theater I'm like bro <laughs> I think I put it in the chat I was like you know get out with yeah this. yeah I gotta go yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah. You, you you made a what was it a basketball reference you yeah that was his that Michael was... get out was his uh Michael Carter Williams <laughs> yeah I was just like nah like, he, <laughs> he he did it with get out but now nah, this is joke Jazz, um, with you, like, how do you feel about you know um, movies with social commentary uh, within them? I know with you, like, like we like we have like some of the same taste in movies, but like it's a little. I mean, it kind of 
kind of varies. Like, I'm not watching Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not going to watch that. But um, me and you watched that. We watched the, the movie um, of the guy who his son got killed uh, by the cops. And so he, he went to the uh, he went to the police station. Uh, oh, yeah. um, Nate, uh, Nate Parker, Nate Parker. So Ooh. he went, you know, he went. So I know, so I, I kind of, I know, you know, in the realm of what you like, but what, what, what's your take? Are you into the more, you, you more so, you like the surface of the youth? Are you, you like the social commentary movies, the things that make you have to, you know? I mean, I honestly don't mind. Um, and I actually appreciate them a lot. Um, and I think one of the ones, um, I'm a, I think um, Lovecraft is a good example. I want to use that because there was, I mean, y'all seen it. It was so much stuff in there. And also it was stuff that from a first watch, you would have missed it mm-hmm. to where you just like, wait, I saw that, but I wasn't exactly sure. And I know like in our chat, we discussed like how Lovecraft had a podcast and Jason, I think you listened to it. Um, I definitely listened to it to where if it was... Mm-hmm certain stuff like after every episode I would always tune into that podcast because a lot of things that they would discuss was like damn I did see that but it didn't even connect with me so then I'll go back and rewatch it and it would definitely make me appreciate it a lot more so with this particular film there was a definitely a lot of stuff that I missed and honestly after this discuss this discussion definitely gonna go back and rewatch and gotcha. try more stuff um that y'all mentioned and stuff that I saw the first time around so, I mean, I know some people don't like to try to, why do I need to go do research, like you said, mm-hmm. for a movie? You know, sometimes when you go to the movies, you don't want to, like, think too hard about everything. You mm-hmm. just want to go and enjoy it. But Jordan Peele going to give you something to think about. Like, every us, time. Us was, I, I, I definitely watched some YouTube videos for us because I was like, wait, I knew I was something about that <laughs> shit. So, it's just the creativity and the thought process that that get goes into that, like different Easter eggs, I, I I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I like about. Um, like so I'm so I'm I'm on the fence. Like I'm so I'm shocked you didn't say Scream because that's that that has a lot of social commentary in it as well. I was thinking about black yeah. issues. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. Shout out. Uh, we're rooting for everybody black. Shout out to everybody black. We're rooting for everybody black. But yeah, um, and vegans. No, no, not vegans. No, <laughs> no. Listen, if you, <laughs> Jason, go ahead. No, gotta get back. Chris, we got to get them back. They, they good. They, they all eating their, you know, cauliflower, tuna fish, or whatever they do. They straight. Um, but when watching it, you know, that they couldn't eat tuna fish, bro. Listen, man. V- yo, <laughs> see, this, so blame Jazz for this, right? So, like, no, even with the vegans, like they on their, they on their, like, you know, the the, the animal empowerment thing. They wasn't messing with this movie, bro. What's this, bro? Tell me, I'm not, bro. See, nah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely was like, man, stop using horses as bait, please. Yeah, yeah. the monkey, like the monkey got nah. I think it. Man, that's hey. why Buzz probably like, why are y'all making that monkey seem like a bad one, like so aggressive? And the monkey done killed everybody in the whole. Nah, this is why we. This is, so when y'all say how I feel about vegans, now you you'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> but please, any vegans, please still you know rate, follow all that good stuff. 
uh, but I like I said with me, I'm I'm on the I do both. I'm I'm cool with both. Um, like some shit do be a, a bit over my head. I seen that that Oppenheimer trailer. Uh, Mister mm. Christopher Nolan, what the fuck is that, bro? Like I don't know. Like I don't I don't know, man. He he definitely make a movie. He'd be like, man. I, like some shit would be a little bit too far out there. Um, Jordan, um, it's the third one. Uh, like he, like he, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, you you look at Jordan and Peele. There's no way. I mean, Peele and uh, Key and Peele. There's no way in hell I'm getting the, these movies that he's given us. There's no way in hell I thought you know that would have been him uh, behind you know, the mind behind these, but, you know, it's, it's interesting watching these comedians cross over into the horror genre yeah. or to the suspense genre because, you know, Jazz put me onto the show, um, the office show with Ben Stiller produced. Um, Severance, the Severance mm-hmm. movie, like this, you know, just, it's always going, when it always goes into comedians when they go or they switch over, they cross over um, into these different, these realms, it's always, it's dope to see it. So, you like, so Jordan Peele, he, he's writing them pretty well like he can write the character to do the comedy but then it, it can go back into the the horror aspect and it's mm-hmm. just the way he played the way he plays them um back and forth uh it's, it's it's super dope so like i i enjoyed that and like i said this one here was a lot of a, a lot of biblical references so i don't know if you know um like i said you don't necessarily have i mean he can i, I don't know his faith um at all so like, I don't know if that goes into just how he was raised, just being able to use these words to help push him. But, you know, that was it was that was dope how he how he used those different biblical references um, within the actual the thing that well, basically, that was the plot of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that was the plot of the movie. But then like that, the, the one with Kiki, that was still that was probably my favorite, though, that little moment at the end. But that I mean, like I said, that just shows the, the acting range between them, between yeah. her and uh, Daniel on the screen. Yeah, and I like a lot of references that he uses to other um, famous bodies of work. Of course, we talked about uh, the E.T. Paul. You know, I, I made that connection with uh, Gordy. And then another thing, I don't know if y'all uh, hip to Akira. It's like one of the most famous anime movies out there. But the slide that um, Kiki did on the motorcycle at the end, it was reminiscent of Akira. And that's something that's really like an impactful thing in a lot of media. Um, I'm sure you can look it up on YouTube, but that's something that's really um it's been replicated. I don't like to say copy, but like certain aspects of that have been replicated in a lot of different movies and TV shows. And I peeped that when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that caught me too. I heard, so. I heard, I heard he um he was offered the chance to fit, um to to do a movie, uh, do one of their movies. And he was like, nah, I'm not. Because he didn't feel like he, he would do do it justice. So he didn't. Akira, yeah, that's, that's one of them things I feel like you just leave it alone. Like we don't need to, you know, Hollywood it up or nothing like that. Just keep it as it is. So, um. But, but yeah, man, it was, you know, that's pretty much the, the end of the film. So, of course, you know why we're here. Was it good, though? I'm going to start with Jazz. I want to hear what she got to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> she got the right shirt on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, Jazz. It, it, was, it was straight. Like, I need to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. But um, on my first watch, Nah, like I was just like, mm. went and it it nah, it, it really wasn't. But um, maybe me not seeing it in theaters kind of cheated myself. 
this is a 4K type of movie. You got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it is definitely a theater movie. I didn't get a chance to see the IMAX, but I feel like seeing it in IMAX would have been like yeah, a whole so, movie. Yeah. Um, didn't, wasn't able to get there. So, yeah. Dang. Jason, was it good though? I enjoyed it, man. Um, <clears throat> we always talk about people are constantly rebooting, remaking, requilling, sequeling all these different movies. So as far as somebody still still coming in with an, a new idea, an original idea, for it to be a black man pushing these ideas, for it to be a black man showing you black people in these actual roles where we didn't get to see these outside of like the Night of the Living Dead when they killed the man at the end. Like <laughs> he wasn't even a zombie. Yeah, it was yeah. This the you know the the social the social you know backgrounds then. So um I appreciate Jordan. Um, he's he's definitely put he's he's putting movies out there to have a, a conversation. This wasn't one of those twist endings because somebody was you know trying to make him like he's the M Night Shyamalan. Um, I was with a twist ending type thing. I don't yeah. feel like Jordan is in that that lane as well at at all. Um, I personally put this second in Jordan's catalog behind Get Out. I don't Get Out is catching catch a movie and like catching a. A bottle and light. I don't feel like lightning that bottle. Yeah, yeah. I, that that was that's that's just gonna be what that is. But I I, I enjoyed this more than I I did us personally. I love the twist in us was great, but I, I enjoyed this more than than us. But yes, I I I loved it. Yeah. Uh. But you know, I said it earlier when I came out the theater. I was like, what did I just watch? So if I'm going based <laughs> off my initial, you know, my initial reaction, I say nah. But you know, we have discussions over time. I, I still have yet to rewatch it. So I'll go, you know, rewatch it um soon after we, you know, after this airs and everything. And my answer could change. Right now I'm gonna just say it was it was cool. You know, it didn't blow me away. I'm not putting it ahead of us. Um call me biased, I don't care. But this didn't have Lupita. So Ah shit. I forget. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah come on, man. Yeah. Kiki, I love Kiki, but like, come on, it's, it's levels. So Lupita wasn't in this one. But no, nah, it was dope. Um you know, I think, you know, like you said, the callbacks is good. Um, the references to other films was genius, in my opinion. And then, of course, like the whole social commentary, all that aspect of it, all of that was really good. So, you know, I, Hassel, I mean, I enjoy um, all his films. You know, he's done you know, a good job. I don't think he's made a bad movie. Um, and then, like you said, Jason, it's original, um, original stories. We're not having like sequels and requels and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, for what it was, you know, I enjoyed it. But I just ain't feel like I had to do homework after the movie. I was just kind of like, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, you know, for that film. Um, y'all got any ledges coming off this one? No, I got none. Jason, what you got? Any ledges? Mm, um, they could uh Daniel, if that was actually Daniel at the end, I think Daniel could have died. Daniel could have he could have actually died. They could have killed yeah. him off. Yeah, I think let I Kiki agree with that. The let Kiki be the 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 last, you know, last person on there. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I would have liked them to see them kill Angel, but I don't know if that's just me being like greedy. Uh, but you know, <laughs> like somebody gotta die, like you know, but it was cool. Um, I don't really have many legends. I think uh for me, a little bit more of an explanation with the monkey. Um, I don't know, I have to get deeper into that. Like I said, the only connection I've made there was like, you know, looking it in the eye, um, as far as that. But as far as like was the monkey an alien or not, I don't really know what was up with that oh well 
<clears throat> we didn't get into it really, but you know, the loud, no loud noises when the balloon popped, it made it snap. Mm-hmm. And they told and they told them don't do loud noise. I think that may have been like maybe like a PTSD thing, like you know, hunters and poachers out maybe shooting guns and whatnot, and it may frighten or scare them. And they normally in like a a super controlled environment mm-hmm. typically. And I, I mean that's the only thing I can think of within that. But like I said, they really didn't read an explanation uh, within that. But yeah, I can like, see that. That's, with, that's yeah, I can see that with the horse too. Um, when they were doing the um the commercial shoot, so maybe. Maybe that was, you know, the animal thing uh, that they tried to make that connection to. Uh, but yeah, no legends. Link of Thrones, of course, you already know what it is by now. Take an actor from the movie, put you on to something else that they may have been in. You haven't heard of it. You just ain't checking for it, whatever the case may be. Uh, Link of Thrones, Jazz, who you got in this movie? I feel like I know, but I don't want to. Let's just see. Who's your Link of Thrones? My Link of Thrones is Keith David. He is Otis. He is their father. And... Uh, the Link of Thrones, he was the voice of Goliath in the animated series Gargoyles, which is a series that Jordan Peele would like to remake on a darker scale. Mm-hmm. But um, just, I guess, trying to link up with the creators to get the idea. So they didn't agree to it, but I saw some news about that, I believe, last year that had me amped up because I would love to see Gargoyles remade, especially in Jordan Peele's vision. Yeah, so, I love Gargoyles, bro. You said yeah. what? That show said was fire. I said you love Gargoyles, bro. It's my favorite animated series. Yeah, that show was fire. Yeah. Keith, Keith also, he, he voices the president on my show, Rick and Morty. He ha- he does so many voiceovers. Like, it's yeah. crazy. <clears throat> it's a crazy little, uh, it's a clip of him doing the voiceover. Yeah, all line. of his, yeah. Yeah, that was dope. That's dope. What you got, Chris? My Link of Thrones is going to be my man, Stephen Ewan. Um, of course, we know him as... Jupe in this movie. Um, probably his most famous role is Glenn from Walking Dead. But my link of thrones for this is going to be Sorry to Bother You. Um, came out in 2018. Uh, he was in that film. Of course, that that film had everybody. It had Lakeith. Uh, Tessa Thompson was in that. Terry Crews. Um, just mad people. Danny Glover, I think, oh, was in that too. Amari yeah. Hardwick. Ghost. Amari Hard Ghost. Ghost is in that. So Sorry to Bother You. That's one of them. I would, that film, if you haven't seen that... <clears throat> Please go in blind. Do not watch any trailers. Do not look up anything on YouTube. Just watch the movie and just be mind blown. So, uh, Lake of Thorns, my man. Definitely hmm? be high for that movie. <laughs> yeah, if you if you yeah if you want to do that too, uh, you you gonna be tripping. Um, but yeah, sorry to bother you. Highly recommend it. Jason, who's your Lake of Thorns? Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with um, Brandon Pereira. Um, this is the one that played Angel. Uh, I'm gonna go with who mentioned jazz this week, Doom Patrol. Um, if you haven't watched Doom Patrol, um, that show is when we talking about trippy, wow, just you you kind of shocked. Uh, what you don't know where it's going to take you when it's dealing with just normal B list heroes. Mm. Uh, Doom Patrol is a, a super dope show. Um, he plays whoa, move this out of here. Uh, Dr. Jonathan, I think I want to say Crane. I want to say, but it's, it's not. It took it out of here. But yes, watching Doom Patrol is a super, super dope show. Um, one of the first, well, the biggest thing in that is it brought Brandon Fraser back into acting. So that was a dope thing to see after how Hollywood tried to shun him out of there uh, yeah. because, of their, because of their fuck ups. But man, he 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 still he steals it. Like he, he's the only he's only a voice actor. 
um of the character, but the character is the main character in there. Um, he doesn't okay. put the suit on, but yeah, it's it's super dope, super. Dope. That's what's up. Well, thank you, Thomas. I feel like you know for this movie, of course, the stars Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer. Uh, none of us chose them as our Lincoln Thomas, but I still want to give some respect to them. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, of course, he was in uh, Black Mirror, um, one of the better episodes in that series. He was also in Jason. I'm surprised you ain't do this. Uh, he was in Queen of Slim. He was slim, so you ain't you ain't give us uh, Queen of Slim as your Lincoln Thomas. You want to piss me off, don't you? I, I I'm just that. saying. I'm, I'm just hey, putting it out hey, there. You know, that's one of the best shot movies I've ever seen with the worst fucking storyline. That's crazy. Um, it was kind of wild when they was in that restaurant mm-hmm. uh, eating a fish sandwich. It kind of reminded me of Queen and Slim when he was talking to the to the chick um, in there who didn't, who only really just answered the the message because she was bored. Like this man, he got he lost his life because the bitch was bored. Like this is what I'd be talking about. That was a date now too, right? They met. Yeah, bro. She she just left the nigga on red, and then she opened it up one day and tried to go on and run from the police. Glad she got killed. He didn't have to die for that though. He should have <laughs> he should have left her ass alone. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you feel about Queen as well. Nah, that was a dope movie. Um, he also did Widows. I think that was a really good movie too. I gotta, I gotta out. watch that. I hear people always talk Widows, about Widows. That was a good movie. Um, then of course Kiki. She's been in everything. Give Kiki her respect, her flowers, please. Um, Akila and the Bee. She was in the TLC movie. She was chilly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So she, she, she got you know, proud family, all that good stuff. Shout out to both of them. Um, yeah, that was it. Jordan Peele's Nope. His third movie. Uh, any closing remarks, Jazz? Any questions maybe we didn't answer? Because, you know, I, I feel like me and Jason was sort of like guiding you through this. You didn't really get that much of a understanding maybe of everything that was going on. So uh, something else you may have. We covered everything for you. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, look, we did a good job, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jason, what you got? Anything else? Um, no, nah, man, just a pre- shout out to everybody who listens to us weekly, who jokes with us, who gets our brand of comedy, who gets us. Um, we just, like I said, three nerds. Hmm. Um, us. <laughs> yes, nigga, us. Three nerds. Yeah. Akira, no, Akira and the beat looking ass. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's, a jo- <laughs> that's a Jordan Peele movie. So I was trying to give you the connection, but you see how Jason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we do appreciate everybody who do listen, man. Listen to week, listen to our brand of comedy to it, you know, that gets us like um just continue to like, share, comment, let your people know, let your friends know, like, you know, what we're doing, hopefully. Yeah, we continue. Yeah, man. Like they said, uh shout out to all the listeners. Of course, was it good though? Please like, share, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. We appreciate all the viewers, all the listeners, um, everybody who interacts. Of course, we have a Discord community. Um, we're probably going to put that up on the page for y'all to join. If you're interested, we go in depth. We talked about it with this movie. Um, y'all can come in there and make suggestions. Just kick it, hang with us, talk with us a little bit more on a personal level. Uh, but we appreciate y'all. Was it good though? Podcast. The answer was in. Eh. Jason liked it, but we kind of on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, shout out to Jordan Peele. We rewatch it. And uh, probably change our minds later. But uh, yeah, episode 11. Appreciate it. Uh, We out.